welcome to the Lunchbox Review. Today we are reviewing One Division episode one and two. I am joined by Michelle, Alex, and Germ. And so WandaVision is finally here. Uh, it is the first Marvel show on TV or anywhere for almost a year and a few months. So um, we're, we're going to go through our initial thoughts and then we're going to discuss the episodes. So uh, who wants to go first with their initial thoughts of the first two episodes of WandaVision? Um, I'll just keep it really simple. Uh, I really enjoyed the first two episodes of WandaVision. I thought they did a really excellent job at mimicking like that 50s kind of comedy show. Um, Also, it was just like full of whimsy at every turn, um, kind of a, a symbol of simpler times, which I really enjoyed. Uh, that for um, a little bit of a slow start I'll be honest but it's kind of cute to see superheroes um, just kind of living normie life and uh, going through their day-to-day trying to fit in so yeah so far I really enjoyed it love the aesthetics was obsessed with all the outfits so yeah I'll go next because I'm mildly the opposite I didn't I did not mm-mm. it wasn't it wasn't good for me I struggled to watch the first episode I watched and I was like, I, I get what they're doing. I like grew up on like, uh, I love Lucy and like, like all those types of shows. Like that's my mom's like thing. So we always used to watch them together. And honestly, they nailed it. Like that is exactly what it is. Not my cup of tea. Um, if episode two wasn't as good as it was, I would have honestly not continued. I did not want to watch episode two after watching episode one. I was mad. But I was like, okay, they put out two episodes. I'll watch the second one. Now that I've watched the second one, I'm like, a bit better. I still don't love it. And I don't think if we weren't reviewing this all together, I don't know if I would continue to watch it straight up. Yeah. it's. I don't like fun. I don't like whimsy. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. I, I like, you know, scary, spooky things or just like a lot of fighting. Um, and I just, that's not there right now. Maybe it will be. Who knows? The mystery of it does have me intrigued, but I'm not, I'm, I'm still really not sure. I was kind of underwhelmed, kind of similar to what Michelle was saying. Although I did like the, the aesthetics, as Jeremy was saying, it was cute and stuff, but it kind of wore out really fast for me. And then I guess I didn't like it as much as I would really like to, because I know that there's just something happening underneath the surface, right? So that's what kept me going. Like every little thing that's like, hmm, wonder what's going on here. So I was like just thinking of that there was something deeper. But I guess I've read somewhere that most of the uh, legit reviewers got the three episodes. And that's why when the initial reviews came out, there was like 9.6, 9.1. But then when the first two episodes came out, it, it started going down because it was only the two episodes. So that's what I think we should have gotten the third episode. But um, I did like it, but I also, I'm kind of 50-50 on it for the same reasons as uh, Michelle. Okay. I want some darkness. (laughs) So I should also poo-poo on it too. Uh, (laughs) No, join join me. You got two poo-poos. I should. I should. Poo-poo would make fun. (laughs) I know. I know. It would would make for like a much more interesting, uh, you know, opinionated video, but I just can't. I'm, I'm really... 
lukewarm on this, on, on the two episodes. Like Michelle said, same thing in my household. I dream of Jeannie, Bewitched, I Love Lucy, Ha Ha Ha, There's a Misunderstanding, Slapstick Comedy. I, I've seen so many episodes and I can't stand it uh, anymore. That said, it, it, it was nice for like a short time. Two episodes is a bit much. Like we, I think I got more out of the commercials than I did out of these two episodes. Uh, there's a lot of intrigue, uh, and as a Marvel nerd, just like watching everything with a fine-tooth comb, that's all swell. But like, can you get the damn gum out of your system? You can <laughs> phase. You can phase. <laughs> like it's easy, but uh, I I I get it though. Like uh, for what it is, it's fun. If I wasn't a Marvel nerd, I probably wouldn't have. I wouldn't continue. Same. Yeah, I agree. Interesting. Okay. So first, let's talk about the aesthetics. Uh, what did you guys think about the whole look from, I think they started off with like the, the 50s vibe on the first episode. And then it was like the 60s for the second episode. Uh, what did you guys think? Uh, can I go? Sorry. It, it just reminded me of the movie Pleasantville with Tobey Maguire. I was going to say that. I was uh, going to say that. Yeah. There you go. Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, it's it, it, so cool. I loved it when, like, there's black and white and just color slowly seeping into the real world. I, I, I think there's nothing better. <laughs> uh, especially when one of those things is blood. Red blood. Fantastic. Foreboding. Uh, yeah, in terms of the look, uh, they did everything right. I think they filmed in front of a live studio audience. And uh, it was perfect. Yeah, in, in that sense. Yeah. I think, um, oh, sorry. sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, Just go ahead. wanted to add in something really funny for a second. It's funny that you thought of like that Tobey Maguire film because when you mentioned the little bits of color revealing themselves, I thought of Schindler's List. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Very different people in this group. (laughs) Sorry, Michelle, go ahead. No, I love that. Shouldn't be Um, laughing at that. (laughs) Like, I don't love the show, but the thing they're nailing is the aesthetic. Like, I grew up with all of those types of things. It feels very nostalgic. I'm like, I want to show my mom this because I know it's like nailing it. When they had the intro, intro in the second episode, which was like a bewitched like type of intro, I was like, this like really like brings me back. It's so cute. I love it. The thing that I'm noticing, and I like, I don't know if I'm the only one noticing it, but they have a very distinct filming style for those eras. And every once in a while, they won't use that. So you'll get a close up that wouldn't actually happen in those types of shows. And it's jarring. Like there was a moment in the second episode where they really zoom in on on, uh, Wanda. And like, you feel like, I felt stressed. I was like, okay, this is really like doing something that they're breaking this kind of like mold they've created. And I think that's like spectacular. That's really, really well done. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, you guys know how I think about it or how I feel about it. I, I love the aesthetics. Um, just a comment that I wanted to make about like, Michelle brought up a good point. Like they would kind of break their filming style every once in a while. And I thought that was done really artfully as well. And kind of adds to the intrigue because you kind of know, I think like we all know that something is not right and that, you know, there is an underlying story and it seems like this whole world is just an overlay of what's actually going on. And so I think those moments where they break that filming style is kind of, kind of adds to 
that whole narrative that there's something else going on. So I, I thought that was done great. I'm pretty much going to agree with Germ there. And I'm just going to add that uh, with the aesthetics part that I really want to give them props for it because not only did they use the, uh, the live studio audience, they use like uh, the cameras from that era to shoot it as well. Like mm-hmm. everything they did to the crowd, apparently there was like a ton of people for the, uh, the live audience who had a bunch of NDAs to sign. So I'm thought, first of all, props for that. I mean, you could have done it another way and made it kind of look the same, but the, 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 the fact that you guys did it that way, you got my like respect. So uh, one of the, uh, the most jarring parts of episode one was the dinner party with the hearts and all of a sudden the uh, Mr. Hearts started to choke. Um, what do you guys think about that scene or why do you think that happened? I have no idea why. I'm going to say that. <laughs> I, I have no idea why. I mean, he choked. Um, my guess, like, this is my guess. I don't know if we're doing predictions, whatever. It's like, in my mind, a Truman Show kind of situation, right? And at that point, like, the facade kind of broke because a character, like, a, an actor was actually in danger. Like, I think that's what happened is, like, this person is supposed to be faking this dinner party actually choked on the food and that's why in my mind the wife's reaction was so trippy because she was just like stop it stop it and it was like joking at, like she didn't take it seriously but then she was kind of like on repeat and I was like are you having a malfunction I'm not sure what that was mm-hmm. um but I think it was like some type of error in whatever they're in if it's a simulation if it's a Truman show with actors whatever it is like that was not supposed to happen mm-hmm. and that's why it was so weird and uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. To me, I think it was, this is purely speculation, but I think Wanda's already kind of lost it. And so all the people that are around them know what's going on. Like even Wanda, when she she was looking at him choking, almost like, what are you doing? Like, you're not supposed to do that. And then it's almost like Wanda is in control, but also not in control of what's going on. So that was kind of crazy. Hmm. Okay, I'm gonna add to that. Um, so going along with the whole Truman Show idea, um, going into speculation, like, you know how there's that voice throughout the first episode or just throughout both episodes? With, oh, Wanda, who's doing this to you? Wanda, can you hear me? And like, that stuff, I feel like anything that goes wrong um, within the WandaVision show is an attempt to kind of wake Wanda up. So that's what I'm thinking, which I guess kind of would make uh, Mrs. Hart's reaction have a little bit of sense uh, because she was like, stop Stop it, it. stop it, stop Stop it. It sounded like she was, I don't know, like sounded like she was skipping, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, So I think that there's something there also Vision had no issue using his powers then because it was like th- their whole thing was like they have to fit in, they have to conceal their identities, their powers. But Wanda was just like, Vision, save him. And she, like, Mr. Hart must have seen what happens. Like, all of a sudden there was steak in his throat and then it just phased out of his esophagus or whatever. So, yeah, I think um, I'm speculating that uh, someone's trying to get Wanda to kind of wake. 
like even even the wife was i'm pretty sure the wife saw that and you're just like all right they're 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 powering yeah. up i'm not right. sure everybody calm the fuck it. down they're powering up i don't know if she saw it because of like the way they showed like um vision going behind the table to do it i don't know if the wife would have seen like that's plausible to me that she would have seen true, it yeah. but then this is just a weird side thought that i've had just with what you said germ what if like vision's not actually there and so the reason i say this what if the wandavision title is just to throw us off and it's actually mm. wanda's vision yeah not wanda and vision yeah, <laughs> yeah so yeah, it's yeah. just wanda's like trip and that's why spoiler for the second episode that's why in the second episode vision was so useless because wanda wasn't there to tell him what to do because in the first one she had to tell him save him but in the second one, he chewed his gum and was, like, dying and, like, having a time. And she had to, like, control the whole situation. Whereas we know that Vision is not that incapable. Yes. So maybe that's, like, I don't know. I'm just, like, I now like my that. brain like is doing addition. things. That kind of yeah. just blew my mind right now. <laughs> <laughs> if that's right, like, I got major props. If not, I should have been right because that's a cool idea. I, I, <laughs> I props I mean... for the assist. <laughs> of course. For the inspiration. <laughs> Always. I, I think it's possible that uh, Scarlet Witch just has the, have all these people just brainwashed acting the way she wants them to act. And they break the fourth wall it, at like certain moments. Like uh, I forgot the lady's name in the second episode, but when she starts bleeding, you can tell Dottie. there's like a moment. Yeah, Dottie. There's a moment of reality there in, in what happens. And when the choking happens, I, uh, the person that was choking, you see the reality setting in as he chokes. But once the danger is removed, he's back to the brainwash, back, back to WandaVision. And uh, it makes me wonder, is this during the snap? Like, did Thanos, his snap, cause Wanda to create to this parallel world? Yeah, there you go. To create this Ooh. world where Vision's alive, all this. So, so is this what we're seeing? Is the whole stop it, stop it thing? Like, stop Thanos or something like that? Mm. Yeah. I like all of these theories. I like yeah. all of it. <laughs> Well, also, okay, I'm going to add to this now. Um, so right. we're, we're building this really great hypothesis, you guys. Um, so going along with both what Alex and Michelle have added, Alex, you said breaking the fourth wall, and Michelle thinks that it's purely like the Wanda show, because it's not Wanda and Vision, it's Wanda's vision, quote unquote. Um, in the second episode, I thought it was really interesting how when both uh Wanda and Vision are kind of getting ready for that talent show um and it's you know they're setting up on stage and getting everything ready and Agnes comes out and says to Wanda oh hey it's the star of the show but there's some ambiguity there right we don't know if she meant the star of the talent show or literally the star of WandaVision which hey. I thought that was kind of cool Okay, so, so, so to add to that, there is oh. one character that seems to kind of, in my opinion, know everything that's going on, and that's Agnes. Uh, to me, she's Agatha Harkness, which in the, uh, in the comics, but in, 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 the, in some of the X-Men books, she, she kind of took care of uh, Scarlet Witch. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, she's her mentor, So Wikipedia. I think... Oh. Agnes is Agatha Harkness and that uh, Agnes is there to keep Wanda from overly going nuts. And that's why there's these two opposing forces kind of trying to get, uh, trying to, trying to be for Wanda, which is sword on one side 
and then Agatha Agnes, sorry, on the other side. But which side is kind of really the good one or which is the bad one is kind of mm-hmm. up up for debate. So uh, who do you guys think Agnes is and how are you guys liking Agnes? I think you're right because is there, correct me if I'm wrong, but is there not some type of witch costume shown in the trailer? I remember yeah. seeing her in a witch costume and I remember oh, yeah. having a conversation about that. So that oh, yeah. could be very true. And that could also be like, in the first episode in particular, she kind of shows up and she should like she shows up in the middle midst of like what's happening at the dinner party and is very chill about how chaotic it is and I feel like somebody who's in the know would behave the way she behaved because it was very like her coming in like here's your pineapple and here's this and like I'll do this I don't know it just felt like too too fortuitous is the word I'm gonna go with where she's like, oh, I'm just a casual housewife. Here's a four-course meal. I'm like, that's not a thing in the 60s. <laughs> like, I know that's not a thing. So it just seemed interesting that she was able to pull that together as well. And like, who has yeah, lobsters she... sitting around? <laughs> <laughs> she, she does seem to be the, like, the curator of this like Scarlet Witch Museum, just like making sure it doesn't get too unhinged. Uh, but 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 then I remember at the end of the second episode, the chant for the children, for the children, and Scarlet Witch sort of just became pregnant out of nowhere. So I, I think that the entire uh, scenario is created to make these children so that like Scarlet Witch will have these children. Oh. And yeah, yeah. So that's, uh, that's, that's my thinking. Ooh. 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 I, I have nothing to add to that, but I love Agnes. I don't know. I think she's wacky and, you know, I, I would love to grow up to be her. <laughs> when I grow up, I want to be Agnes. <laughs> Sorry, when, when she, when they were doing that magic trick where they were trying to get uh, Glamour to disappear and she like, take my husband. In, like, so so funny don't you mean oh i can't even my favorite was when she was just drinking at the luncheon that was i was like i i identify with that that's really really funny she's like passing a flask along like not giving you sorry i have a theory on who ralph is who like the husband yes mephisto right wait the husband of who oh agnes of agnes oh her husband I mean, oh. she keeps talking about Ralph, but Ralph never, you never see him, right? Mm, interesting. And then, then, then there's some speech about the devils in the details, kind of all Yeah, that. and she's like, oh, and among other places is what she says, yeah. or something like that. Oh. Ooh. Mm. This right. is all crazy. We, we all know that uh, Evan, Evan Peters was cast, who is Quicksilver in the Fox X-Men kind of uh, oh. world but I, i'm pretty sure he's not gonna play quicksilver in the mcu but maybe he, uh, no, yeah maybe like the other still? quicksilver what i like him <laughs> and he he really like looks like he fits into that vibe because um i forget which uh, one of the american horror stories was kind of like taking place in the 60s i want to say it was asylum he was in most of them, but there's one where he like is dressed the way they would be dressed in the show, and like he really fits that fits that like look, if that makes sense. So that that's why this kind of third episode is kind of critical to me to see what they're gonna yeah. do, 
because this is the third episode that the uh the one two episode one two three is where the critics are like wow yeah they're they're, they're going places with this mm-hmm. so yeah hopefully uh anyway moving Let's on move on somebody oh so, what did you guys no, think about the- <laughs> um um, I don't remember that much about the episode, uh, the commercials. Only that I liked the toaster commercial. <laughs> I just remember liking it and thinking that, like, oh, like, is there a clue in here? Like, should I be paying extra close attention? And I just thought it was whimsical. But let's let's hear some of your thoughts, so maybe I can like jog up my memory. <laughs> okay, so I I really like the uh, the, the the toaster commercial too. But uh, like Alex was uh, talking about earlier, if you're a Marvel fan, or then there's something you're looking for at like everything, right? So mm-hmm. the the only thing that I seem to really notice between like the two commercials is that um, the second one with the uh, the Strucker watch was more darker, and then their their uh, facial expressions were more kind of somber. Somber, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they're gonna do a thing where. The next commercial is going to get weirder and weirder, but I, I, I kind of uh, like where it's going. Like kind of breaking Wanda's attention yeah. a little bit, like, or this, like, illusion of normalcy just keeps getting darker and darker. That's cool. Did, did anyone notice, anyone notice that the toaster, the Stark toaster, when they put it in, it made the sound of the Mark I shooting? That was pretty cool. Yeah. Did not even. Yeah. 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 yeah, I noticed. I'm like, hey, wait a sec. I was like, yeah. why do I recognize the sound? Oh, right? that's why. <laughs> well, it's important to point out, like we had, we pointed this out in our pre-recording discussion, but commercial one was the toaster and it was from Stark Industries. Mm-hmm. Commercial two was a watch and it had a Hydra symbol on it. So that's where like, if you're paying attention, you're going to get those little nuggets of information. What they mean? No, not They're sure. But... signals to Wanda, right? Like, like, yeah they don't remember anything right they didn't they didn't remember what that date on the calendar was supposed to signify and they were shooting themselves in the foot trying to remember i think yeah something's gone funny with uh wanda's memory and i think these little things showing up in the mundane the mundanities of their everyday lives like in the commercial with the hydra watch and the symbol and uh same with uh you know, the Stark commercial as well. I think they serve to be like little things that she can anchor onto to kind of rebuild her memory. Okay, counter argument. Okay. I'm not, I'm not convinced she's seeing them. Mm. So if we're going with like the TV show, Truman Show format, those commercials are for the audience. They're not for Wanda. Ah, so that's just like the thought I had because in the first episode, we see that final screen of the zooming out and we see the person who works for the sword place like watching wandavision so are the commercials for them or really for us as the audience are they really just like little easter egg nuggets for us just as like hey if we're gonna do like this kind of vibe let's give you commercials from those time let's make the show kind of more realistic because we do have like the shortened time frames of the show as well with the first episode being like in the 20 minute 28 29 minute range second episode being 36 like that's not what we're used to now Mm -hmm. Okay, so you think they're just solely for the audience, like us. I think they're either for us, the audience, or like sword the audience, like whoever's watching the Wanda right. situation. Okay. Could, 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 could I just throw something for like a little ember for everyone to maybe yeah, catch fire? Absolutely. So uh, <laughs> if, if we think about uh, Wanda's 
origin, the very first, the, the first person to have like the biggest impact on her was Tony Stark because in Sokovia, mm. a missile landed, it destroyed her home and it said Stark Industries. Mm. That's the same, that's the mm. same name that we see in, in the toaster. Now, the second most important person is uh, the one who gave her her powers, and that was uh, Baron von Strucker, mm -hmm. and his name was on the watch along with the Hydra symbol. Because oh, okay. So it, could, could it be Wanda's subconscious just coming yeah. through the commercials? So, that Alex, is, what you mean to okay. say is that you agree with me. <laughs> okay, I, with that I, extra information <laughs> about the name of the watch, like, I take back my counter argument, but I still think it could be a thing. <laughs> No, you're right. You're right. Absolutely. But yeah. that the name of the watch, I did not notice that. I did not make that connection. So that's actually huge. I I do think that the third commercial will tell us everything we'll need to know. What do you think the third commercial will be about? Uh, if it's, what is it? What so name? they went 50, 50, 60s, 70s, studded belt. Well, I don't know. No, a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> no, no, no. A vacuum. vacuum. Winnebago. For sure. For sure, vacuum. <laughs> it's a vacuum. Yeah, yeah vacuum. that's a good one. That's a good guy. Yeah, but what, what clue know. do you think, like, if you're going on the same hypothesis as I am, that, like, these commercials serve to be, like, signaling points for her to get her memory back? Or if, yeah, whatever, what do you, what name do you think would pop up in the third Quicksilver. Quicksilver. So, it could be Quicksilver. A vacuum could, named Quicksilver. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's really good. That is uh, good. Yeah. Uh, something called Infinity, maybe, for, for like, future ones. Uh, General Ross, like something uh, like the name of Ross, because he signed that treaty to that made her illegal. Mm. Yeah. This, right on. Nice. Yeah. What do you guys think? Sorry, I'm putting it out to the audience. <laughs> if what do you guys think the third commercial will be about? <laughs> Hit us up in the comments below. <laughs> Smash that like button. <laughs> to, to start off, the, the this is kind of in episode two now. There was one thing that just was very unnerving for me throughout the whole episode too, is what is when they kept saying it was for the children. Was it, was that the exact quote? Is it for, yeah. for, the, for the children? For the children. And they kept repeating that. I'm like, this is like bothering me so much. It's making me. Ugh. And then if you if you think about it, episode one and two, you don't see a single child, child. throughout yeah. the episodes. Good point. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And here. no animals, except for the rabbit. Yeah. Except the bunny. That's the first time you see an animal. Oh. I don't know if like, I just, I was curious about that. Nobody like walking their dog or anything. There were bees. That's an animal. <laughs> that was. I'm just jumping right to that. That was the little spookiness that I was excited yeah. for. That got yeah. me though, because I was like, excuse me, what? It came out of virtually nowhere in my mind, and I'm like. I've never been scared of a beekeeper and, until, like, now. Well, and Candyman, but, like, now, really. <laughs> so, that was a weird moment. Yeah, that was a real weird thing, because it sort of harkens to, like, uh, in the comic books, the AIM uh, bad guys have, like, sort of, like, the beekeeper's uh, kind of outfit. But because there were bees, actual bees, it's like, okay, maybe it's not AIM, but it's the, a real he, beekeeper. The, the, the sword logo was also... Oh, it was on him? On him, yeah. Oh, Who okay. bee keeps in a sewer, first of all? Right. <laughs> so that's what I think, is that that beekeeper is just like, it, it's part of Wanda's psyche, whatever is going on. So it's just actually a sword agent 
trying to get into what Wanda built. And as soon as Wanda sees it, she just almost just rewinds everything. She's like, what did she say? She says something about that. She comments on it. I forget what it is. She's like, no. I think she says like, no. Yeah. Yeah. She just yeah. No, and then rewind. Mm-hmm. See, because this, now this is, this is kind of where we are, we're almost done. So this is kind of my theories going forward is that I think that all this is because of what happens to Wanda throughout the, her whole MCU existence is this is like the, the, the TV shows and everything is from just her growing up in Sokovia. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, it's a third world country. They probably don't, they have just the old shows and that's why mm-hmm. that's what she's projecting is what she knows right now. And what's, it's what gives her comfort. So because of this, it's, she doesn't go totally insane yet but eventually because of the opposing forces that are fighting for her she's gonna tip one side or the other either fix everything or you know house of m styles and alex i think i think it's worth noting as well based off what you said there lou about like her sokovian background that's the only thing they remember about each other Mm. Um, in the first episode, when they're being asked, where are you from? When did you get married? Da, 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 like, neither Wanda nor Vision could answer. But in explaining things about Wanda, Vision was, he referenced Sokovia, I think, three to four times he said yeah. it. And I yeah. thought that was really interesting, that the one piece of their past that, like, they're actually talking about is that. When they really haven't mentioned that in the MCU movies that much, like, once everything happened in Sokovia, once Quicksilver died, they didn't really, like, super talk about it anymore in reference to her uh i i will say that there was a wine bottle with the name house of m but in french it, it was called uh maison de no maison du mepri house of misery mepri is that what uh mepri means house of spell it can you write it into the chat uh well it, it might just oh of contempt house of contempt okay oh. Interesting. That's interesting. That was yeah. at the dinner. That would have been at the dinner party, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, she just. I was like trying to think of when we saw wine. Yeah. That would have been yeah. when. Yeah. Of contempt. Mm. Yeah. So there you go. Oh, that's interesting. Now we got. Oh, why would you drop that right at the so end? So many of our little nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I need to go watch everything again and just like take magnifying glass to the corners of each screen. Right. Like that's that's really it. I am definitely gonna write better notes for the next one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna definitely write notes. Period. I'm gonna start taking notes. <laughs> so I, I guess we can end it off with the. Uh, we we talked about the talent show. So. Kind of going forward, like we do with like the boys episodes, um, not necessarily what's going to happen in the next episode, but what do you guys think is going to happen, like kind of moving forward? I, I'm um, just going to say that Wanda is going to slowly go nuts and then eventually she will become a villain, which will kind of either go to the next dark Phoenix. episodes and then become a villain in an actual MCU movie. So we're going to go nuts. For some reason, I think mutants will be introduced in in this uh, series. And yeah, what do you guys think to end it Um, off? I I don't have a lot of, uh, I haven't haven't been predicting or coming up with hypotheses really for future episodes, but 
I will say that I'm really interested in seeing what comes of her children. Like she's, she magically became pregnant after, after a bunch of people chanted for the children and we didn't see any children in that world. So I'm really intrigued to see what happens because it seems like things are moving faster now. Right. And that intrigue is, is being revealed um, a little bit quicker. Um, So yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm curious about her, her children and her pregnancy. Yeah, see. apparently over there, once you eat popcorn, you get pregnant. So <laughs> <laughs> the world I'm never going in. <laughs> Nothing. Um, I think. I mean, this isn't my like true prediction, but in combining what you both said, I think if there's something to put Wanda over the edge at this point, after everything else she's been through, it would be losing those children in some way. Mm. That's Just, that's literally right, all she that's has. Right. Well, she's lost vision. She's lost everything. It's going to be the kids that are going to like be the tipping point if if that's the route they take mm. um i don't necessarily have a prediction besides my crazy like hypotheses that just came out of nowhere the thing that i'm just gonna say i'm hoping for is or i'm excited for and hopeful for is that moving forward number one more things are revealed that are going to change like the way wanda and or vision maybe just Wanda, interact with the world which for me as a viewer will make it more interesting okay. because i can't continue necessarily with this like not understanding like this just existing in this world i want to see her fight this world and struggle with it and question it more that's gonna be more intriguing to me and i'm excited to see like how far through the decades they're gonna move because i'd love to see things stylized like in the way of the 90s and we get like some friends vibes and like things like that i think would be really cool to see so i'm hoping that's kind of the progression of it where we're gonna see like you know the iconic shows from each decade uh played out with these characters which would be i think really fun just let's move move out of the 60s and 50s i'm I'm done with it yeah Yeah, because that's what i think they're going for is just like a few decades until it becomes like a full-blown marvel thing for the last few episodes ah nice yeah alex okay uh i'm gonna oppose everyone and i'm gonna (laughs) say no she is gonna end the show as the savior of the marvel universe and in the comics she went crazy and she said no more mutants in this She's going to say, uh, bring on the mutants or something like that. She's going to create some mutants. This is how we introduce mutants into the Marvel mainstream. This is a show. This is the beginning of phase four. This is how it kicks off because uh, like, I'm sure Kevin Feige knows like how much money he can make with the X-Men franchise. Well, that's, for sure. That's, Holy yes. shit. Fox oh, yeah. bung- bungled it. Like they didn't know what they were doing uh and now like like this is going to be an introduction uh, step aside the avengers who cares you can have hercules on the team whatever whatever <laughs> uh, but x-men uh yeah i i, I think this is where it begins uh, and and i know what you can say What's for that? that to happen no comma more means <laughs> i love it Cut it right there. (laughs) No, comma, more mutants. (laughs) More mutants. (laughs) Put that on the screen. Beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) And that is the end of our uh, review for episode one and two. What did you guys think? Let us know. As always, I am Lou, uh, joined by Germ, Michelle, and Alex. All our social media is down here. (laughs) And we'll see you again for the next episode, which is episode three. Two laughs.